So after last week's episode, I'm so curious, Rashad. What, how, are you, how are you feeling today after today's episode? You mean Star Wars Obi-Wan episode six? Yes. Season finale for the first season of the show, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be a limited series, but now more and more looks like it's going to be a multi-season thing. For whatever reason, but let's talk about that later. I hated it so much. <laughs> wow i really just like i could not i could not like there is like one thing oh no no there's two things in this episode that i like everything else it was episode 90 to me yes yeah (laughs) there was two things that were great and everything else i'm just like oh god i think i think we might be uh, i'm I'm curious what your two things are because i also have two things (laughs) (laughs) um I guess we'll have to get into it, but I'll just yes. read the recap and we'll get we'll just go forward. I'm just demoralized by this episode. It really <laughs> just like yes. It's the thing is this show started off so well and ended so poorly. I guess it's kind of like the sequel trilogies. It started off well with two good movies and just so maybe it's the same. I don't know. I'm trying to. I, I try to make comp- comparisons a lot of the times, but mm. at this point, I'm just like I'm out of it. It's it's <laughs> it's just a demoralizing um, mm. episode of television. But <laughs> with that said, <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan Part Six, written by um, Stuart Beattie and J- Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton, and directed by Deborah Chow. Reva arrives on Tatooine to locate Luke, while Vader pursues Kenobi and the Path and his Star Destroyer. Kenobi separates from the group so that the Path can escape after realizing Vader is only after him. He goes to a nearby planet to confront Vader alone. After an intense lightsaber and force duel, Kenobi is able to incapacitate him by damaging Vader's helmet and breathing device. Realizing that Anakin has embraced his identity as Vader, and that his former friend is truly dead, Kenobi leaves. God, why did... Oh, whatever. Meanwhile, <laughs> Reva arrives at Luke's home and confronts Owen and Beru. After subduing them, she pursues Luke into the desert, but eventually returns him to his family after remembering Anakin's massacre of the Jedi Temple. Liberated from the dark side... Ugh. Kenobi congratulates her for overcoming her trauma from the past, because that's how it works. On Mustafar, a healed Vader abandons his search for Kenobi after his master, Emperor Palpatine, questions his motives and loyalty. Oh, yeah. Back on... With every sentence of this recap, I'm just like, oh, God. (laughs) Don't remind me of this bullshit. I know. Back on Alderaan, Leia has found new resolve in her duties as a princess. Kenobi visits them and affirms he will help the Organas when needed and bids Leia farewell. Returning to Tatooine, he resolves his conflict with Owen by agreeing to let Luke have a regular childhood. Owen allows Ben to meet Luke, and he greets the boy with his familiar hello there before venturing into the desert. Having found his inner peace, he finally is able to see and converse with the Force Ghost of his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn. God, just reading, just, just reading that <laughs> was so Air your so grievances, depressing. my friend. This is so depressing. Like, okay... 
there's two things that happened in this episode, two set pieces, basically. Mm-hmm. There's the Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Darth Vader fight, and then there is Reva weird shit on Tatooine. And that's basically the whole episode, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and then some like tying up things because of course we're going to do that and show like, oh yeah, and of course Leia sees Obi-Wan again and Obi-Wan meets Luke yeah, and all of that. And fan service hello there's and the worst. So, yeah. The but worst. Everything of this episode, at every turn, I was just like, this is depressingly bad. The so like, okay. The Obi-Wan Vader fight. Fine. I think the actually so one thing, I guess not of the two things that I liked. One thing that I found was I thought was fine was the the lightsaber fighting choreography part of the duel. Mm-hmm. Everything else was terrible. The force power things were weird. Didn't look good. Like when Obi Wan stands up to and like picks up all these fucking rocks, like he's a fucking badass. I mean, it's supposed to be like a a, a momentous moment of Obi Wan's power and strength and da 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 da. And we're supposed to be like, oh my god, oh shit, Obi-Wan's got his power, da, 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 he's doing so much shit. This just makes no sense to me. It doesn't even look good. It doesn't even look like the Force powers. It's just like, yeah. it looks like just meant to be a screenshot and meme and doesn't actually look like it makes any sense. And it's not something we've seen Obi-Wan do. That's not Obi-Wan's claim to fame. His his He is like the scrappy wise jedi who gets by by wits and by thinking of creative solutions to the problem not by overpowering and throwing a bunch of fucking rocks at people like think about how he beats grievous or think about how anytime he has he's faced with a challenge in the clone wars or think about even in this freaking series where he teaches anakin about creativity and thinking and that's how he gets escapes from him in the last episode Ugh. And the uh, the amount of rocks that he throws at Vader is just ridiculous. And just like, how does is Vader even standing up after that? I don't care how much how of how much metal he has made, but that would just knock everyone up. But just like it's so ludicrous. Like the only thing it reminded me of was um, Ray, actually, at the end of Episode Eight. Yeah. Uh, but that had a that had a practical reason why she was, um, you know, using the force to get a lot of rocks out of the way. But here it is used as a like attack thing. I don't get it. And yeah, I think again, visually it was great. The uh, the um, the backdrop, the landscape was great. I thought the, the oh, lights, I hated I, it. Really? Oh, I hated. I hated the set. <laughs> honestly I, I thought it was very star wars 90 it just reminded me of their uh, fight on um that like ocean planet or whatever the hell it was just uh, like the set had no yeah. depth to it it was that's just true. a dark screen that's all it was it wasn't like a beautiful like think about star wars episode 8 right the last yeah. jedi when we have these lightsaber duels that are just so gorgeous because of the colors of the sets and even one that's that's completely indoors it's not even on a landscape but the red and the beautiful fighting and the it just like it was very dark dark blue and yeah. it was oh no it reminded me of exegol that's what it reminded me of oh <laughs> yeah of course yeah i don't know i i just uh, what i meant was more 
the very beginning when they start facing each other like that was that was a shot that was beautiful but like the actual with the rocks and everything that was just weird yeah so the one thing that i like that this episode has done or the season has done actually with the with lightsabers in particular i think it does a good job of using lightsabers to light the scene Mm -hmm. and i think that increases the dramatic effect of you know the red and blue is 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 not only the color of the lightsaber, but the color of the character as the the light from the lightsaber reflects off of them. And I think that's a really beautiful choice by Deborah Chow in this season as a whole, because there's multiple times where that happens. And that happens in this episode as well. But the the place means nothing to us. The place is just like a backdrop and it's just like dark blue rocks. And it's just not interesting. It's not visually stunning. And it's not interesting to me. There's no depth of color and character and place and sense of wonder that I'm watch when I'm watching this ep- when I'm watching this fight sequence. Well, while the idea of Obi Wan, Kenobi, and uh, Vader fighting is great, it's just like uh... yeah, and it was just kind of indicative of what happened before. We're just like. They're, they're chased and everything. And now all we want is leaves for a random planet. <laughs> That's literally what happens. It's so weird. Even considering, like, I think, what am I trying to say? I don't even know, man. I, 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 lost, my, I lost my train of thought. I had something in my head okay. and it's just gone now. But um, I'm just as disappointed by the battle. Um, mm-hmm. But, but the, as, as I said, the, the beginning part of the, the fight where they're just like dueling with the sabers, I thought that was well choreographed. I think yeah. um, it was well choreographed. I don't think it, it was shot okay. I don't think it was shot particularly well. But then once rocks get involved and the force powers get involved i think the cgi in this entire series has just been so bad <laughs> that it just doesn't even look good. the prequels look better than this the prequels fucking look better than this and i just don't understand how that's the case some of the prequels not some all of the prequels, prequels not all of them but the the battle of mustafar looks much better than this yeah. and i'm just like what is happening right now mm-hmm. um and I, I guess it's the case with star wars episode 9 it's not like the budget and technology for cgi doesn't equate automatically to looking better i think i think with this kinds of things is relying on it too much and it ends up looking fake and unbelievable in a way i mean odd to say that something in star wars is unbelievable but here we are <laughs> yeah i don't know what did you think about um the speech that obi-wan gives at the very beginning where he says that he's leaving as a kind of a sacrifice because he has been protected by the path and now he needs to protect them i kind of liked it honestly not all of it it wasn't 100 percent of it wasn't good but parts of it i really liked so that's not one of my two things that i liked but (laughs) it was like neutral and i i get it but then also that makes absolutely no sense because if Vader's going to go fight him alone, the Star Destroyer should just go follow this little thing yes. and then send Vader to... It's just like, what Why the would hell? the whole thing just follow? Like, Vader goes goes after him and then just, I'm going to face him alone and then just goes after Obi-Wan in his own craft. He could have just done that in the like to begin with. Yeah. It makes no sense. And it's just like, the plan makes no sense. They haven't yeah. thought it through. 
it's like a classic TV show thing when they're like, here's what I'm going to do for ABC. And then the, they expect the listener to just be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get it. But in reality, like it actually makes no sense. So, yeah, it's I, I mean, it's fine. It was OK. It was supposed to be motivational. OK, fine. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still not a fan of O'Shea Jackson Jr. in this episode or this season, which is kind of sad that he's the one who survives. But I'm a, I'm a fan of his, just not of his role. Yeah, yeah, he, he's great. The role, yeah. or the even yeah, the role yeah, not great. Hajas Dre, I like him. I still like him. I think he's yeah. a great character. Um, it's so ironic. It's so odd that it's he's the one up, one he ends up like trusting to take <laughs> Leia back. I'm just like, yeah, that's whatever. again one of these necessities of plot. I think. Yeah, and they, as with some other characters, we might talk about this later, but they kind of had him in one episode where he was important and the rest they just didn't know what to do with him that was kind of unfortunate yeah but he's kumail nanjiani and you just have to keep him in because he's just exactly. he's, he's magnetic on screen so that's fine oh, yeah. but he just doesn't have anything to that. say that's the thing yeah like, exactly give him something it's so bad i know <laughs> this show has really like broken me in some ways oh, um I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so the one thing that i liked mm-hmm from the, the the Vader fight mm-hmm. was when Obi-Wan slashes his face open mm-hmm. and you have the voices going between James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen and yeah. that the drama of that little sequence I thought was really, uh, really incredible. And I, I have to say, I don't know how you feel. I liked part of the writing here as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I thought the back and forth there was good too. That yeah. whole little sequence was great. Um, it's like from the oh, so my friend is truly dead, or it also even sets up like why Obi Wan says Vader killed Anakin, and it, yeah. it's it's a really nice. I really like that little sequence there. I think it was good. I think it was dramatic. I think it really it pulls a lot of emotional weight for the entire show, and mm-hmm. that was a great little sequence. And also visually, it was beautiful. And also, it's a mirror and immediately reminded me of twilight of the apprentice when ahsoka and vader fight and Mm -hmm. it's literally the same exact thing but the opposite eye which is incredible a parallel (laughs) between ahsoka when she first encounters vader and learns about anakin or feels the anakin in there and then same thing with obi-wan so i thought it was a great callback and um it was just a a beautiful sequence for the two of them so that i think that was great and visually and emotionally on point mm-hmm. yeah exactly i just wanted to point that out because i it in terms of characters it does a lot on not even talking about the acting which was great especially ewan mcgregor in that scene with very emotional but the writing as well where vader basically said you you know obi-wan apologizes to to anakin and then vader says uh you don't have to pol- apologize for anything i i did all of this um, he literally says, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And I think that is, for both characters, such a, a powerful moment because that's kind of how Vader sees the thing and it's kind of the this, uh, like, put it, putting a wall between who Vader is and who Anakin is um, and kind of trying to get closure and kind of trying to seal himself off from his previous life as Anakin and the emotions that have been 
part of that. But at the same time, it kind of does relieve a lot of guilt from from Obi-Wan because he had obviously, that was a burden he has carried for years at this point. And Vader says, no, it's not your fault. That was all what my choice, basically. Um, so that was great. What wasn't great that was that Obi-Wan just left after that. And I, I, I was like, <laughs> I was mouth open and just what the fuck is going why does he leave i mean obviously he leaves because he can't kill vader because they all need to survive but it doesn't make no sense it makes even less sense than in the prequels where i feel like okay i could see obi-wan thinking that uh, anakin is just gonna die here or kind of is already dead but here vader is beaten and why doesn't he just kill him? Why would he leave him alive? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my god, so ridiculous. At least give us like the uh the token, oh the stormtroopers have arrived battalion yeah. just like and then I have to run away or something like that. Like no, he just ups and walks away. <laughs> and so ridiculous. Like, and this time it's so it's <laughs> maddeningly stupid yeah. that he does this. And it, I just, I can't, I can't, Chris. This is so bad. This is like, yeah, I, I, at least there's that one sequence, which is good. At least there's that. I should yeah. be thankful for that one sequence, but everything else, it's just depressing. <laughs> you want to talk about Tatooine? Speaking of, t- of depressing things that make no sense? All useless. Absolutely <laughs> useless. Start to finish. Reva should have just died yes. in episode five and... It literally makes no sense. She's her her character is not served here. Luke shit makes no sense. Owen and Baru being able to fight off Riva for like even a second is ridiculous. Sense, yeah. It's just like the way that oh my god, now I have overcome the dark side of the force because <laughs> I didn't kill one child. Yeah. You were like, you know, you watched as Vader kills so many children and you killed like you were you killed people too. Like it's like uh it's absolutely ridiculous and it's supposed to redeem her that she didn't kill luke skywalker and that does nothing to me and it's just like (laughs) the whole thing is so bad and so ridiculous but i I just yeah i just can't yeah all epitomized in the uh line of dialogue that obi-wan says to reva now you're free and i was like really what the fuck is this the the one good thing the one thing that i liked about this whole tatooine thing was that baru is kind of a badass who wants to fight i like that that's cool i like that a lot um just wanted to point that out uh, because we barely see baru ever she's always like uh, <laughs> on the sideline and here she's just like no we're just gonna fight this like force user and defend our like child also think of the logic like reva now knows where luke skywalker is mm. and they keep him there like reva could easily tell anyone by accident even and it's just like this yeah. is the galaxy saving secret that's the most important thing in like the future of for the for the future of the jedi and they're just like oh reva knows too it's okay she can walk around do whatever the fuck she wants and yeah. she was a dark side user for so long and an inquisitor for so long she's not going to relapse she didn't kill luke so she's okay she's a good character now she's just as trustworthy as obi-wan and um it's ridiculous makes no sense again with the with things that are characteristic for the season the show as a whole 
I think there is a kernel of a good idea in here in in this moment of Riva not killing Luke because he reminds her of herself as a youngling. I liked the idea. The execution was incredibly poorly done, but the idea of it I liked, but they just didn't deliver on it at all. And we we see this throughout this these six episodes. There are some pretty good ideas in there. They were just like not well done, unfortunately. Well, I think that's the one thing that separates it from the from episode nine in the sense that mm. episode nine had all terrible ideas and it was executed <laughs> badly. So I guess that's makes it one step better. That's nice. Uh, it's just <laughs> oh, I can't wait for us to rank all of the Star Wars things. <laughs> oh God, I can't. Um, <laughs> um, what did you think of the whole like reunion? I mean, of course. It's very fan servicey. I kind of like that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that Obi-Wan would come back to Leia and everything, but it was kind of nice in the end. And him telling her that she has good qualities from both of her parents. Um, but the one time I kind of, that just reminds me, the one time I kind of freaked out was when Obi-Wan finds Leia's droid. And for a second, I thought... Oh wow! Why why doesn't uh, it would be such a good throwback if Leia had left a message on it for him, like in Episode Four? That would have been kind of fun. Um, maybe too fan servicey as well. But I, in in that moment, I was like, oh, that that could have been a nice thing. Didn't they didn't do that? Um, and then so obviously she, he like he's only there to bring back the droid. Sure. Um, obviously they they have a kind of heart to heart and a kind of a goodbye. I really like Leia here. Um, she's just, she's just great. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was just like, okay, I guess we're doing this because we have to wrap up and everybody gets a farewell from each other. That was fine. But my problem with that whole sequence was like, Obi-Wan's just standing in the wide open space with (laughs) Bail Organa. And it's just like, these guards are standing by just watching them. Like, does no one know how to keep a secret how important this thing is? Like it's, it's absolutely it's like prequely. Yeah, it, I think that just like took me out of it so much. And I guess by yeah. this point in the episode, I was so bummed that yeah, Leia was cool, <laughs> like their emotional thing, but whatever. But like yeah. it, it didn't, it wasn't good enough to the point where I was like, I was like, oh, this is good, yeah. or like, oh, this is a nice little moment here. I think it was just meh. And it made no sense because of like this whole if you if you like dig deep into it like one one layer in, like the logic entirely breaks. So yes. <laughs> nope. That was it just, is like, just not... for show reasons. Um same yeah. for the Emperor making an appearance, which is like, yeah, everybody gets a gets a cameo. Um and obviously we we have the sequence where we want meets Luke entirely useless. I don't I don't know. I mean and yeah the the I don't know the cherry on top of the turd was the hey there that is Hello just, there. Oh yeah, hello How dare there. You? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to forget the prequels so um No, it's fine. I didn't mind the hello there. It's whatever. Like I all these things to me are just like things that happen at the end of a terrible episode that yeah. like these aren't the problems with the episode. The problems with the episode are a big budget, big, very anticipated fight that falls completely flat. 
minus for one amazing thing and maybe good choreography. Reva's soul storyline, which is an absolute nightmare. Fault in logic with the actual main plot with the path and their mm. escape. Like that makes no sense. It's yeah. just like it's it's an incredibly thoughtless episode that doesn't hit home on ninety nine percent of it's what it does. And oh, just sorry, just a point. I'm just gonna tra- backtrack. Um, the Palpatine Vader sequence was a little bit odd, but I actually didn't mind it. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was like, okay, it kind of like, it's interesting that at least from a thought experiment that Palpatine is questioning Vader's resolve and kind of pointing out that Obi-Wan is still Vader's weakness in terms of his maybe either tie to the light side or distraction or these kinds of mentorship things. I would love to get more of the Palpatine Vader mentorship Mm. program, I guess. (laughs) But I think part of the great thing about both Vader and Palpatine is that they're so rarely seen normally. And that's kind of, this show diverges from that. And in moments, Vader is amazing and scary. And then other moments, I guess just this moment, I guess it's kind of disappointing, but it's not Vader's fault per se. It's more everything around Vader, just how it looks and all that stuff and what the ideas behind things. But I think when we consider the show as a whole or this episode as a whole, I'm just like, I, I just, it's so disappointing to me. And it's, it, it makes me very honestly scared for the Ahsoka show because as yeah. much as we were invested in, in this show and how important we said that the show is for star wars and it you know it's completely falling flat after starting off so well which is insane (laughs) to me i i'm really scared for the ahsoka show because the ahsoka show means so much more to me personally Mm -hmm. than this show because ahsoka as a character means much more to me personally than obi-wan does so i'm starting to like really be worried I, i i guess the only potential thing that that assuages my concern is the fact that the main villain of Ahsoka is presumably Thrawn. And Thrawn yeah. is a great villain. We haven't seen him live, a- live action, obviously, but Thrawn as an idea is such a great villain that I think would be interesting, really interesting mm-hmm. to see. But what we consider where these shows have all gone, I'm I'm skipping ahead a lot, but just I'm I'm reacting to this particular episode. We'll talk about the whole season in a second, yeah. but it's it's really only Mando that is is holding up the holding up all of this live action Star Wars television. The animated stuff I think is great. Like their the season seven of Clone Wars, phenomenal. I mean, ups and downs for sure, but great. Um, the season five uh, probably also. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But I mean, I'm talking about the ones that were released on Disney Plus. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, so yeah. season seven, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, great. Um, Bad Batch, good. Visions, great. Like these things are like great. The animated stuff, but the live mm-hmm. action things, it's you know, Mando, great. Boba, eh, eh, Obi Wan, uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just like it's. <sighs> That's no. the thing is that I think all these ep- all these se- these shows have like two good episodes in them. Because uh, Boba has two good episodes. The Mando episode. The Mando <laughs> episodes that have nothing to do with Boba. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I guess this is a good way that we've... I've been circling around it for a while now. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the episode before we kind of transition to talk about the show as a whole? 
I mean, I just want to point out the last thing that happens, which is Qui-Gon appearing, which is something we've been looking forward to for a long time. And I was cheering when that happened. I mean, it's great. It's yes. like way <laughs> too late, way, way, way too late. And I just like, everyone was expecting that Qui-Gon would be the way that Obi-Wan would get his power back and learn his mm. connection to the Force again. Like maybe like on a downtrodden Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon would appear and help to like, bring him back and i would have loved to see that i mean everyone's expecting it they're trying to like take a twist and save it for next season or whatever the hell and it's fine how they did it but qui-gon coming back as liam neeson coming back as qui-gon yes yes (laughs) yeah i wonder whether maybe liam neeson wasn't committed enough to do more so they had to to do it that way but um you're freaking disney and star wars you you like you bring the dump truck full of money to Liam Neeson's front door and just. But I, I still imagine that they that they try to save money because his cameo is uncredited, so they don't have to pay him anything. Uh, really? God. Yeah, I know. Why are you trying to save money on like your most important thing ever? <laughs> well, so what did you think about the show as a whole? Uh, um, it's. I mean, looking back at the whole thing. The show started off great. Mm-hmm. We, we we can't ignore how well it started. Um, the first episode being a great character study of Obi-Wan. The second episode being a cool Blade Runner uh, homage with some weird CGI that kind of, it really should have um, scared us, or I guess was a warning sign for the later parts of the the season. Um, the third episode was, was a fun episode as well with Vader coming in and being just a fucking badass. I liked it. And then just fell off a cliff as a, as a show and the last three episodes so we're talking about there's two halves of the season the first half was great the second half was if you just abysmal. take it by itself abysmal there are some good things in there like mm-hmm. the reva vader fight was great the sequence the that sequence we mentioned in this episode with vader and obi-wan the the, the i don't know the lines of dialogue great there's a few things that are cool but overall I think is it's so hard for me to bring this episode up from like I hate this season because of the lingering effects of this episode. So, I, I but with that, I'm still going to give this like I think it's like a meh. That <laughs> is it's like, literally what I thought as well. <laughs> meh. Yeah, it averages out, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So they have some. It has some high highs, but also a lot of low lows, and so I would say that it's only a slight positive maybe i think it's more disappointing yes because it started off well Mm -hmm. um boba was like slow from the beginning so it was just like meh the whole way through um and then it kind of (laughs) had the highs of mandalorian stuff but the the obi-wan stuff just like (sighs) and i think part of it I, i looked this up part of the problem is just the bad writing and they didn't really know what to do with a lot of things. As I said, there are some good ideas in there, but they don't really, they don't really flesh them out. They don't give it the space that it needed, and only hint at the, those things. Like there are things in Riva's arc that I think would have been fine, but overall, it's just bad um, because it's just not there. And that's nothing to say uh, against uh, Moses Ingram, who I think. Just had a th- kind of a thankless role again. You know the the writing could have been much much more much much better, um, but yeah, I don't know. They, they just didn't. 
they just didn't really do a good job of writing a lot of these things and i from what i could i read uh, the reason for that is that it was kind of the as with a lot of star wars things under disney's um hands is just a mess at first it was going to be a movie then it was going to be the series then they rewrote most of the series because it was too close to the mandalorian because it was like as mando is protecting grogu um obi-wan is protecting leia and it was supposed to be more like that and deborah chow and uh the the creative team behind the mandalorian were like very doubtful of that and we're really campaigning hard to have a change so there was like a lot of rewrites um which is kind of a shame and yeah i i think that is part of the problem of this show is that again the production was messy and of course there was covid that kind of threw a wrench into everything but overall it was just not a good process i think and just like just have an idea and just do it and not just, oh yeah, th this is kind of like the epitome of something like that is designed by committee. So it's bad. Like it's, it, it doesn't dare to be daring. And so it is just, it is just meh. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> wow, you're so dejected. It's so bad. I think like yeah. this also gave me flashbacks to Game of Thrones in terms of it's yes. like it just ending so badly and mm. being so good for a while. And it this show never reached the highs of Game of Thrones, obviously. Yeah. And arguably, I, I think it didn't even reach the lows of Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones is even more objectively like yeah, yeah. this is a nightmare. But I yeah, I'm just dejected. And but the thing is, the crazy thing with all this crap, I'm still looking forward to Andor. So <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's like we're not going away. We're gonna keep talking about Star Wars. We're gonna keep watching Star Wars. Um, maybe one day they'll break me. Um, but for as long as I guess there's like some good stuff, or as long as I'm interested in it, it's it's still fun. So yeah, I don't know. It it it, it kind of is veering into the territory or territory of. To fool me once um but i'm still i don't know i'll see how the next few shows are gonna be that are releasing like andor and bad batch season two and mando season three and uh the ahsoka show so i'm kind of still holding out judgment but i am definitely decreasing my uh expectations hard because I don't know. We've had two not good shows in a row now. And that is kind of concerning. Uh, so overall, the trend is not good. And I just hope they're doing better things in the future. And maybe it has to do with the uh, creative team involved in all of this. And because it's so, so annoying because they have good, like Deborah Chow is good. And all of the actors are good, like Ewan McGregor, Vivian Laura Blair, Moses Ingram, Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, O'Shea Jackson Jr., even Hayden Christensen. Like, they're good actors. I mean, Hayden Christensen kind of falls off there, but everyone else is, like, really good. They just, a lot of them had thankless roles, which I'm very sad about. And, yeah, it is kind of a shortcoming of the, uh, of the creative team, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think that for me, it the future of these television shows is all going to come down to Mando season three and Ahsoka. Those two mm-hmm. shows are going to come out back to back in Q1 of next year. And mm-hmm. that really is going to just tell me whether or not these shows have any metal on them. Like, yeah. it, is it that the core Mandalorian series, which is really heralded by Dave Filoni and John Favreau is the core of everything. And that's the good stuff and everything else we can just kind of like put to the side <laughs> yeah. is that, if that's the case, that's fine. Then I know what to do is the Mando is going to be good. Ahsoka is going to be good. But if they can't even continue those two shows, I I'm at a loss for what's going to happen moving forward. But yeah, I guess in the meantime, we have Andor, which is a long running episode. I think it's going to be 12 episodes. Nice. Or something I, like that. I hope and that's going to be nice because there's going to be more space for things to de- develop or make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so next up is going to be Andor. Then it's going to be Bad Batch. Or how's it going? How is that looking? Let me double check right now. Sorry about that. Just give me a sec to Google this. <laughs> I mean, I could have. I was going to ask you anyway, so I could have given you a heads up. Sorry about that. No, the thing is, I had it up a couple of days ago, but I completely mm. just like forgot. I because I know Andor is like in August. Um, I see. Hold. Oh, so we only have like six weeks of a break. That's nice. Uh, I need the break. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Andor episode premieres um, August thirty first. Twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh wow, that's going to take us into well into autumn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And. Oh man, come on! This show, this thing is terrible. This this list that I'm looking at is like only the live action stuff. When does Bad Batch oh season three God. come out? It'll be season two come out. Season two. And Vision season three. Is Visions Bad coming Batch. out again? Do are yeah, they doing yeah. another thing? They're nice. doing Vision season two. Yes, uh, <laughs> I didn't know about that. That makes me very happy. Yeah. So Bad Batch season two is coming out September twenty eighth. Okay. So they overlap, actually. Okay, interesting. That'll be interesting. That's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, first time they overlap Star Wars shows. Yeah. That's yeah. that's real interesting. And I really want to. I really want Miyazaki to do a visions thing with just with like all of the airships. Oh, that would be freaking be so amazing. Good. Yeah. So and see, just like exploring some too. really great nature somewhere. That would be phenomenal. I would love that, <laughs> honestly. Um, but um, season two of Star Wars Visions should be coming out uh, spring 2023. So Okay, cool. So basically, we, we have five things coming up in the next nine months. And that's just, we're, we're definitely going to uh, you know, look forward to all of those things. And afterwards, maybe we... We have to, uh, we have to talk <laughs> and air our grievances. We'll, we'll figure it Who out. Knows. But I, I, as as you said as well, I have a lot of confidence uh, in Dave Filoni. Not, not even so much in, with John Favreau after after Boba, but um, Dave Filoni for sure. So I just hope he is maybe involved in a lot of the other, these other things in, in some capacity. I guess we'll find out. So thanks again for listening. And I hope you're not as bummed as we are because, or be as bummed as we are. And uh, as long as you listen, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you did like the episode and want to support the show, Chris, uh, what can the listeners do? Uh, give us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And we also accept check or yes. money orders, mm-hmm. donations, um, and everything else you can. And if you want to tell us, um, you know, that you've enjoyed this uh, this episode more than the actual Star Wars episode, uh, you can get in touch. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go to seriallyhook.com where you can just find all of our various ways to contact us. Yeah, that's and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you, Rashad. I know it's 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 not been great watching it, it all in all, but it's always great to podcast uh, with you and talk to you about Star Wars. I'll talk to you next time. May the force be with you. <laughs>